What's up, guys? On the flies back again tonight after a long absence. I'm sorry, guys. You know, it's just been when you work at a grocery store and do use this time of year with uh, chances of snow. And what, you know, granted, we don't get as much snow as you guys up north. If you're listening up north, got in North Carolina where I'm at. But when you, if there's even a mention of snow, people go apocalypse mode and ha- and decide they want to get stuff. We had, I actually had to go in one night or morning or whatever we want to call it at midnight and get a truck in because snow was on the way and they want to get their trucks back in. All the delivery trucks want to get the trucks back in before uh, it got too bad. And I worked about a 14 hour day. So it's, and it's been, I think this, this weekend was the first weekend in four weeks that we haven't had a chance of winter weather in North Carolina. So got a little bit of a break this weekend. So getting back on track, uh, got some upcoming stuff on the fly, music stuff, top 10 list. Starting tonight with my buddy that I met on Twitter. And it's nice to get on Twitter and meet a lot of people that you wouldn't meet that have the same interests you do. And there's a lot of people out there, you know, I could mention a bunch of them. Uh, what is it? CTL dude, BG, um, the guys from shout out loud cast. Uh, and tonight, a guest that we had on that wanted to come on and do, which I asked him about doing a Van Halen top 10 favorite songs, uh, is DJ Ingve, uh, that I met on Twitter. So that's going to be interesting. Um, but tonight, let me see if I can pull this up here. We're going to talk a little music news. We're going to talk about, let me see if I can pull this up here on the other. We're going to talk about, uh, something that we, and I'm ashamed and I'll apologize again. You know, we do our tournaments here, our, our 64 song tournament here, and we were right in the middle of of the Motley Crue Music Madness Tournament. And uh, we're going to – we were at Sweet 16 last, and we're going to go down – we're going to get it down to the Elite Eight this week. Um, so what we're going to do here is talk, – let's just talk about some music news first. First of all, while we were gone, Spotify, Neil Young. Neil Young says, Spotify, if you don't get rid of Joe Rogan for his misinformation on COVID, treatments of COVID, and he was going to leave Spotify, which Joe Rogan's podcast is probably the most popular podcast in the country, or if not the world. Um, so Spotify said, yeah, that's not going to happen. So Neil Young bolted. He was soon followed by Joni Mitchell and... Niels Lofgren, you know, and I'm not going to get political here, but, you know, sorry, guys, I'm not a Neil Young fan. I'm not a Joni Mitchell fan. I'm not a Neil. I don't even know who Niels Lofgren is. I've heard of him, but I don't. I couldn't even name a song. Of it. So I'm not going to get too upset about it. You know, you want to leave, but here's a guy that sang about rocking in the free world. And this is about as political as I'm going to get on here. 
freedom of speech exists in this country. And it's, to- it's totally up to him that he takes his stuff off of here. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. That's his choice. That's his freedom to do that. But let's say Joe Rogan took his stuff off because Neil Young, he didn't agree with what Neil Young said. Then we've got a whole new can of worms that's going to be opened up and say, oh, he wants to take his ball and go home. He's being a little baby. But, you know, it's fine. Neil Neil Young can – I don't listen to – I'm sorry. I don't listen to Neil Young. Sorry. I knew Rockin' in the Free World. And I knew Heart of Gold. That's, that's the only songs I know by Neil Young. But, yep, that's been the big talk since we've been gone. And uh, it seems like there's some others that may follow. Barry Manilow may follow which that hasn't been confirmed. Food Fighters were one that, you know, that would, that that's somebody I'll listen to. That would probably, you know, affect me a little bit. Um, But, you know, come on, guys. There's, we don't need any more, any, any other thing dividing this country, much as music, music people dividing the country. I know you've got your rights to have an opinion. That's fine. We don't need any more division in this country right now. We need to come together, if anything, because uh, this stuff, it doesn't seem like COVID is going to go away no matter what. I mean, I've had – I had a friend of mine, her brother, took all the shots, wore the mask, went to the hospital with COVID, and didn't make it out of there. So, you know, it's hard to say um, what to do nowadays. It's hard to say. I really don't know what the answer is. I think it's just, it's in the good Lord's hands. That's all I know to tell you. What's going to happen is going to happen, and you can do what you want to to prevent it. That's fine. That's totally fine. I don't have a problem with it at all. Do either way. It's fine with me. I'm not going to give you a hard time either way. And that's just, that's that's it for my rant on that. All right. Let's talk about some more stuff on here. Apparently... Cliff Burton, the late great bass bass player for Metallica, who died back in the late '80s, is going to have his own action figure coming out. Have you guys seen this? And I'm trying to pull it up right now. Where's my blabber mouth? Uh, I want to see the company. Reaction is the company that's making this. Super 7, reaction figure from Super Super 7 will release a reaction figure of Lake Metallica bassist Cliff Burton on Thursday, February 10th. Cliff was asked to join Metallica in 82 after the band saw him perform with his group at the time, Trauma. Uh, you know, he was killed tragically in a bus wreck at age, age 24, September 27th, 1986. So now, they're going to put out a... And I'll, I'll try to see if I can share this up here with you guys. They're going to put an action figure, which it looks, you know, it looks okay. I mean, it's not great, but I think if you're if you're a Metallica fan, let me put this up here right here. Uh, that's not a slide. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting used to this here. Here we go. 
I'm getting used to uh, this new StreamYard. Here we go. So that's going to be the new Cliff Burton action figure, there, which is pretty cool, you know. Hey, well, I get it. I don't know. I'm a Metallica fan, but, you know, it's not like it's a Kiss action figure like I've got over here behind me. Some you see. But uh, that does look pretty cool. If you're a Metallica fan, that would be a great thing. And I may pick up one. It kind of looks like, if you look at it real quick, at the bottom, the reaction, reaction figure kind of looks like the old Star Wars Kenner where they had Kenner at the bottom. It looks like the same packaging as that. So, stop sharing. So, my other Metallica news, and I got to bring this back up too. Metallica is getting ready to put out deluxe versions of Load and Reload. From Loaded, it came out in 96. Reload come out, came out in 97. I know a lot of people don't like Load and Reload. I liked Load. Wasn't that crazy about Reload. But, yeah, I, I mean, this this should be exciting. Anytime you get a something like this it, uh, it, with new stuff, and, I, you know, I'm craving new stuff right now. I can't get enough of new stuff uh, as far as hearing new new material from older bands or if it's a band that's got that 80s sound or you know that 80s rock sound and, and like like a dirty honey uh tame and sorry uh if you haven't heard of tame and sorry you need sorry you need to check them out uh they're they're a great group from canada their latest single was crazy they're getting ready to come out with a new single we'll have warren Mer meredith their lead singer back on on the fly soon we haven't really narrowed down a day but he'll do they'll be doing one of our top 10 lists and we'll we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up with tame and sorry so this is supposed to come out okay metallica is preparing deluxe remaster version of the load and reload is reaching out to its hardcore fans for help to get content for the new editions wow Says the band, an email blast to members of his fan club. We're working our way through the catalog to bring you the comprehensive deluxe block box sets we've come to love. And now it's time to get started on Load and Reload. As you may remember, we asked you for help in putting together the first five box sets. And to make sure there's a fan footprint on all these releases, we'll be doing that again. Looking for anything and everything you might have from August 95 through September 98. They're talking about live photos, meet and greet stuff. Ticket stubs, backstage passes, whatever they somebody might have. So they're just looking for, you know, something a little extra to put in there. That sounds pretty cool. I know their last their box sets before were uh, pretty awesome. All right, so Metallica news there. Now, before we, do you guys realize this though? Before I go on, thirty five years ago. This week, when Michael J. Fox was in the middle of his hot streak where he could do no wrong, Family Ties, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, um, what was it, Casualties of War, he put, he, <laughs> this one didn't do so well, puts out a, uh, on February 6th, which was, let me see, Steve, said 35 years ago today, Light of Day. Anybody remember that with Joan Jett? 
Um, like I said, he was coming off Back to the Future and Teen Wolf, and Joan Jett was, you know, she was she was pretty hot back then. You know, not hot like looking wise. She was she was okay there, but, um, yeah, it was just I think it was they were brother and sister in a bar band, and uh, the Bar Busters. That's what it was. He she's a, she's a single mom to a five year old son. And she doesn't get along with their mother, and and she, I don't know. It wasn't that great. It wasn't a memorial, memorable movie like you know the other ones, of course. But you know, of course, the the title song, which was pretty cool, "Light of Day." I did buy the soundtrack. The title track was written by Bruce Springsteen, who was red hot back then as well. But thirty five years ago. Light of Day. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again if I can find it. Anybody, any Light of Day fans out there, you guys let me know. Um, so now, before we get to our Van Halen, like I said, we're gonna talk about Motley Crue, but we can't let that go out with big news this week. <sighs> Pearl Jam lead singer Eddie Vedder. Mints no words when discussing how he despised the 80s glam metal bands that he and his Pearl Jam bandmates nearly put out of business in the early 90s. Vetter, who's 57 now, his third solo album, Earthling, comes out this Friday, reflecting on his formative years in San Diego and Seattle in a new interview with the New York Times. You know, I used to work in San Diego, Logan Giro, at a club, he said. I'd end up being at shows that I wouldn't have chosen to go to, bands that monopolized late 80s MTV the metal man said, I'm trying to be nice. I despise. He really took aim at Motley Crue. Girls, 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 and Motley Crue. F you. I hated it. He said, I hated how it made the fellows look. I hate how it made the women look. It felt so vacuous. He did, however, spare a few kind words for another Sunset Strip mainstay. Guns N' Roses came, came out and, thank God, at least had some teeth. So here's the thing. I like both bands, but I love Motley. And people out there are talking about taking sides. We're not here to start a holy war or between Motley Crue and Pearl Jam, but Eddie Vedder comes out and wants to start something. If I'm going to choose a side, if I have to choose a side, which I don't want to choose a side, I'm going with Motley. I mean, I'd rather hear no offense to Pearl Jam. To Pearl Jam, the first album was great. After that, there was a few songs here and there I liked, but Motley Crue, at least it's some upbeat stuff in there. And they're not, with Eddie Vedder. No offense to Eddie Vedder, but I would rather listen, and I'd rather listen to Vince back then than Eddie Vedder if I had to choose. If I'm if I'm on Shuffle, a Motley Crue song, song comes on, most of the time, I'm not skipping. If it's a Pearl Jam song comes on, it's not, it's not alive, or Better Man, or uh, what was the other one? Jeremy's okay, but I've kind of got fatigued with Jeremy. But you know, it's more, it's more Motley Crue songs on my playlist than than Pearl Jam's. And I'm sorry, but coming out and attacking them, and then. Uh, Nikki Six, of course, 
comes back, made me laugh today reading how much the singer Pearl Jam hated Motley Crue. Now, considering they're one of the most boring bands in history, it's kind of a compliment, isn't it? And what did he expect? I mean, really, what did he expect that was going to come back from Nikki Six? Grunge was not my thing. I'm sorry. The 80s hair bands, or whatever you want to call it, 80s metal, was my thing. And if if I I don't want to choose sides, I'm not here about choosing. I'm not here about doing that. I'm just saying, Motley Crue, in my opinion, better band than Pearl Jam. And I know I'm gonna catch some slack for it. That's fine, because you know what? Everybody's got different opinions. I'm not doing a Pearl Jam, and don't have any plans to do a Pearl Jam music madness tournament like I'm doing right now with a Motley Crue one. So. Let's get to the tournament. We're we're at the uh, Sweet Sixteen, and we're gonna try to. I'm gonna try to share the screen with you again. You just bear with me. I am getting new to this. Let's see. All right, here we go. All right. Here is the bracket, and you can see all the matchups we've had. And uh, we'll start off, and I'm going to look at my other screen over here to tell me how what the percentage and everything was. Okay, let's start off with the first matchup. Kick and start my heart from Dr. Feelgood against On With The Show from Too Fast For Love. On With The Show was the 16th seed. Kickstart my heart with the first seed, and kickstart my heart dominates again, getting almost 80% of the vote and moves on to the uh, Elite Eight. Next up, we have Looks at Kill from Shout at the Devil versus Same Old Situation from Dr. Feelgood. Now, Looks at Kill, you know, I was surprised. I thought this would be closer. Uh, same old situation is is one of my favorite Motley Crue songs. Looks of Kill is one of my favorites too, but I figured it would be a, a closer battle. But sixty three percent of the vote goes to Looks of Kill. Um, yeah, kind of surprising there. So let's see. Our next matchup: Shout at the Devil versus Too Fast for Love. Of course, Shout at the Devil from Shout at the Devil. Too Fast for Love from Too Fast for Love. The Battle of the Title Tracks. And shout the devil with 75% of the vote moves on to the Elite Eight. Um, not really surprised there. I mean, Shout the Devil is one of those iconic Motley Crue songs. You can't go wrong with Shout the Devil. Next up, Knock 'em Dead Kid from Shout the Devil versus Live Wire from Too Fast for Love. And uh, believe it or not, I thought Knock 'em Dead Kid would probably move on, but I was totally wrong. 81% of the vote goes to live wire. So looking at this this half of the bracket here, you've got our kickstart my heart going up against looks at kill. So shout at the devil versus Dr. Feelgood and then a shout at the devil versus live wire, shout at the devil versus too fast for love coming off that album. Let's go to the other side. No surprise here. I mean, I like 10 Seconds for Love, but Home Sweet Home is probably the mega ballad 
hard rock ballad from the 80s, one that really got it all started. Home Sweet Home versus 10 Seconds Love. Home Sweet Home dominates, getting almost 67% of the vote. So 10 Seconds to Love goes home. And that is that was one of my underrated songs off Shout the Devil, ones that I, one of my favorite songs off Shout the Devil. So next up, you got Don't Go Away Mad versus Girls, Girls, Girls. And this was surprising to me. I thought Don't Go Away Mad would make a better showing, but Girls, Girls, Girls gets almost 63% of the vote, moves on to the Elite Eight. Then we've got Too Young to Fall in Love versus Dr. Feelgood. You know, I figured Dr. Feelgood would go at least to the Final Four. And you tell by the bracket I've already filled out, Dr. Feelgood gets upset and not – this was the close matchup of this this round right here, the closest matchup. 54% goes to Too Young to Fall in Love. They get the upset over Dr. Feelgood, which was one of the top seeds, number three. Too Young to Fall in Love was number 14. But, yeah, so Dr. Feelgood goes down. And no pun intended, she goes down. <laughs> Then we had Primal Scream from Decade of Decadence versus Wild Side from Girls, Girls, Girls. And this wasn't close either. 65% of the vote goes to Wild Side. Not surprised here. Wild Side was one of the, you know, that's one of the iconic Motley Crue songs as well. Um, so you look at this side of the bracket. Home Sweet Home from Theater of Pain versus Girls, Girls, Girls from, of course, Girls, Girls, Girls. And then you've got Too Young to Fall in Love versus Wild Too Young to Fall in Love from Shout the Devil versus Wild Side. So if we're looking at how the albums are represented here, Too Fast for Love has got one at Livewire. Shout at the Devil has got one, two, three. Dr. Feelgood, one. Theater of Pain, one. And then Girls, Girls, Girls has two. So Shout the Devil is dominating, dominating this tournament. So what we're going to do next, I'm going to stop sharing right quick, if I can, if I remember how to do this. Okay, I got to go over here. So, what we're going to do next, tonight, which is Sunday night, we're going to go on Twitter later on tonight, which is 10 minutes to 6 right now as I'm recording. We'll go on Twitter later tonight, and we'll start the Elite Eight. That'll last for a week. You'll have a week to vote. If you follow me on Twitter, by all means, vote, share, retweet, whatever you want to call it, like. And follow me on Twitter at On The Fly. On The Fly is O-N-T-H-E-F-L-Y-T-H-E. And make this, make you know, we've got a lot of votes this last time. Hopefully we can get more this time. We want to get more out there. To just to, uh, If I tag you in it and you don't like it on Twitter, just let me know. I will stop tagging you. All right, so next up is a 
the top 10 Van Halen song, top 10 favorite Van Halen songs. Now, this is me and my buddy DJ Ingve. And go get us wrong. This is our top 10 favorite Van Halen songs of all time. This is not top 10 greatest by any means. This is what we feel like are our favorite Van Halen songs. If you like it, that's fine. Let us know. If you don't like it, let us know. Let us know what your list is. Let us know what you think, what you would take out and put in. Uh, but, yeah, I want to thank DJ Ingve for, for coming on. We had a little technical problems with it at first, but we managed to get it straightened out. And uh, you guys, thank you guys so much. And here you go right here. This is going to be the Van Halen top 10 favorite songs of all time. You guys have fun with this. All right, guys, we're back again on the fly. And tonight with me, and I know how to say his name because of Ingve, Ingve Momstein. Uh, tonight with me is DJ Ingve Swain. And we are going to talk, of course, you can tell by my background back here, we're going to talk Van Halen. Uh, we're going to give our top 10 favorite Van Halen songs of all time. Not not what you say is the best Van Halen songs of all time, but what we say are our top 10 favorite Van Halen songs of all time. Welcome to the show, guy. How are you doing tonight? Hey, fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Stevie. All things Van Halen tonight. Boy, that's going to be some loud guitar playing. Yeah, and, you know, real fitting because this week would have been Eddie Van Halen's 67th birthday this past week. Uh, we lost Eddie. It's hard to believe it's been as long as that. What has been a, uh, it's been almost, almost two years now. And, uh, yeah. of course with that, any chance of a Van Halen die because, you know, like we've, we've talked about it. A lot of people talk about it. Even Wolfgang said, it. you, you can replace the singer. You can put Hagar in there. You can put Sharon in there. You can put David Lee Roth in there but you can't replace a guitar player. I mean, he's the heart and soul yeah, of Van Halen. You can't have a Van Halen without Eddie Van Halen. And uh, we were doing a, actually we were on StreamYard earlier with some Facebook people talking and a guy suggested having a tribute night with guitar players, you know, some of the best guitar players around filling in for a song and just, just to do a tribute to Eddie Van Halen, mm. which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Well, somebody do an album or something. Yeah, you know, you do like a like a tribute album. Yeah, I, I could see that that happen too. But first of all, let's talk about how you first got into Van Halen. What was your first memory of Van Halen? Yeah, well, uh, back in the, the day, uh, it was uh, visiting my grandma's down in Iowa. I'm from Minnesota. And uh, so we go down to grandma's to visit. And my grandma was on her third marriage at the time. And... Uh, my step-granddad, uh, his grandson from his first marriage came down, and uh, his name was Kenny. I'll never forget Kenny on his motorcycle coming into the yard, and uh, yeah, he was just blasting the track. Uh, I can't even remember uh, what he had on the motorcycle, uh, if it was just the Walkman, you know, hooked up to like the speaker thing, like on the front of him or something. But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget Kenny and uh, blasting uh, the 1984 uh, album on there and we're going down you know the highway you know with our hair on fire it's hot to the teacher 
Hey, hey, you're dating yourself when you're talking about a Walkman. A lot of these <laughs> they may not even know what a, a Walkman is. Right. <laughs> but for you kids out there, a Walkman is a portable cassette player. And if you don't know what a cassette player is, then we're really, we're, we, we don't have, we really time. can't help you. Yeah. yeah we, we don't have enough time to explain everything to you. But my first memory of Van Halen was, uh, I guess it was like 82, 83, when Diver Down came out. And here, you know, you didn't have Apple Music. You didn't have Spotify or any of this. You had American Top 40 with Casey Kasem that came on every weekend. And me, what we called a jam box back then was like, it was a, it was just a cassette player with a radio in it. And, you know, you would listen to that. You record the whole thing just so you could hear your favorite songs. And, you know, hearing Van Halen for the first time, I think I heard their remake of Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool right here, you know, because my parent, my dad listened to a lot of Roy Orbison, but somehow I remember Intruder, the uh, the guitar solo intro, it, it kind of went with Pretty Woman because it was on the video, but, uh, yeah. and I when I heard Intruder, I was even like, more like, what the heck is this? This guy's incredible. <laughs> and it went from there, and, and of course, a couple of years later, they hit big time mainstream with 1984, and the rest is history there. But yeah, Van, Diver Down was probably my first venture into Van Halen uh, with Pretty Woman, but that was probably my first venture into Van Halen, and you know, then I went from there. But okay, let's get right into this. Right, All into right this see what we got. All right, and then first, before we get started. Yeah, if you got an honorable mention you want to talk about. Yes, sir, I certainly do. And, uh, yeah, it is kind of a, a reach down, but uh, I enjoyed from the movie Twister. Uh, I mean, they put the, the song Humans Being in there, obviously, on the soundtrack. But I, uh, I've i always enjoyed Respect the Wind, the uh, final solo on the end credits of the movie Twister. So that's my honorable mention for Eddie. Yeah, so a lot of people don't realize that, that about that song. That's that is a deep cut. Yeah, that is very deep cut. But a lot of people don't even, you know, everybody remembers on the Twister soundtrack because the first thing I thought about when you said that, I said this is going to be humans being, but you know, and I forgot about respect the wind. But yeah, it's a great song, great so great. I mean, just Eddie does a great job. I don't, I don't. There's not many songs that Eddie doesn't do a great job in, but that one is definitely definitely a deep cut. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of that one, but my, my honorable mention, and there's so many up here that I, I had a list that I narrowed down from about 30, 35 songs and yeah. I played back and forth with it. And you can see where I, you can't really tell. <laughs> I've marked out a lot and changed a lot, but 5150, the song mm-hmm. of the 5150 album is my honorable mention. I can remember going out, buying the cassette just because like a lot of people, 5150 sold a lot. And I think a lot of that was curiosity yeah. about what are they going to sound like without Van, without David Lee Roth? What is Van Halen going to be without David Lee Roth? They can't be great without David Lee Roth. But Hagar stepped in and did a great job. Uh, but listen to that whole album. And I remember, like I said, I was on my Walkman listening to with my headphones, listening to that album. And uh, I remember getting to that song. And I was like, you know, this is, this is a really good song. I mean, you had the, 
you had love walks in you had why can't this be love you had uh dreams but when i got to that one i was like this could go right with that this could have and this could have in my opinion been a single and done pretty well but 5150 yeah. is is my honorable mention yeah nice one nice one uh okay so then uh i'll go with my number 10 and uh, for me it brought a breath of fresh air uh, from the then 16-year-old Wolfgang on the bass. He had, you know, a ton of studio time that he put in uh, to the album. Plus, uh, how many songs can you bring from a country blues swing to a hard rock riffing masterpiece? So, uh, Stay Frosty is my number 10. And guys, you know, you talk about Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfgang put out an incredible album with Mammoth WHV. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. out there have listened to it. But man, from start to finish, just a great album. It sounds, it, it looks like, and sounds like Wolfgang is going to pick up right in his dad's footsteps and, and take off. It. I mean, for the guy to do all the instruments on that album and singing to, I mean, just an incredible. Album. He's he's very talented and not trying to live off his dad's name. So don't yeah. let's just get that out of the way right now. Doing his own thing in that studio, indeed. Exactly. Exactly. My number 10, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, why has he got this at number 10? You know, and, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's part fatigue. It's probably fatigue of anything because it's the most played Van Halen song out there. Uh, it's the most popular Van Halen song, I'm sure. But, and, and don't get me wrong. I like it. I love this song. I mean, I, I play it a lot, but jump for me is number 10. Uh, and like I said, fatigue, but it really was the first time you hear Van Halen get into keyboards, Eddie playing the keyboards. It's, it's not a, it's not a guitar solo on jump. It's a, um, it's like a, a keyboard solo. And, uh, but not saying it's not a great song because it really put them in the mainstream. They're only number one hit, but jump for me is number 10. Yep, and it got to number seven for me. And uh, what I'll say about Jump, the, uh, like you say, the most popular Van Halen song of all time, number one and all that. Uh, Roth, of course, wrote the lyrics. We're riding around in a 51 Mercury lowrider while bouncing the ideas off his driver. Um, and the only two reasons I didn't rank it higher on my list, well, obviously the typical has been played on the radio. And number two, he gave Roth such great success. It went to his head and he left the band to do his own solo project. In my opinion, I was uh, much too young at that point. But as we all know, turned out okay, as you mentioned, with the 5150 and uh, had on board there. Yeah, and, and you make a good point about that. If Jump in, in 1984 hadn't took off the way it is, would, would Roth had left the band? But, you know, tensions were high between him and the Van Halen brothers. Uh, I think Michael Anthony was just kind of whatever you guys do. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, Roth goes on to record that EP, Crazy from the Heat, which I think came out like in 85 or at least this past week in 1985, I think, in the last couple of days. Um, and then you go on to get Yankee Rose with <laughs> right. with with that great band. <laughs> Look who it introduced us to, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you had a great band there with Dave Lee Roth band, that first band with Steve I. Uh, Billy Sheehan, Greg Bissonette. I mean, you think about it. Steve I and 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 Billy Sheehan in the same same band is incredible. And Bissonette, he doesn't get a lot of credit for. You don't hear people talk a lot about Bissonette, but he was 
he was a pretty good yeah. drummer. That band right there, I wish we'd have heard more of that lineup, but uh, you know, things didn't work out after that. I think after this, uh, was it the Skyscraper album? And yeah. Eddie, kind of, not Eddie, but David kind of faded off for a little while. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Yankee Rose album. But let's see. All right, what have you got at number nine? Okay, so now number nine. Uh, first, I want to mention uh, the use of the song on the classic Saturday Night Live skits where they're going around the swimming pool. I think you might have mentioned this uh, as well in our pre-take here. Um, it ended up uh, having to change that song, obviously. And uh, this, you know, your classic bebop type of thing coming up from Roth and the classic barbershop style, you know, that the Van Halen did every once in a while and just effortless work by Eddie on the guitar. Uh, Beautiful girls. Oh, yeah. Number girls. nine. Yeah. That, that Saturday Night Live commercial uh, with Farley and Adam Sandler <laughs> and out in a, a rental house with a crappy looking swimming pool. And then all of a sudden you see them open up something and the swimming pool starts filling up and gets beautiful and you're thinking okay this is going to be girls everywhere with the song starts off and then it's guys out there and i'm like oh my god oh boy what are they doing here (laughs) but yeah uh, but yeah beautiful girls okay so number nine for me is our for uncarnal knowledge uh unlawful carnal knowledge excuse me and it's right now but You think about this song, it won Video of the Year at the 1992 MTV Video Music Awards. And at that time, when you really think about it, grunge was starting to take over. And Nirvana's Smell Like Teen Spirit was out there. And this is back when MTV actually played videos. You know, what a novel idea, a, a, a network called MTV Music Television playing music videos. But anyway, uh, that's another story for another another podcast. But uh, it's a serious song. It's got some of Hagar's best lyrics, uh, talking about anywhere from wage slavery to eight, the AIDS crisis. You got the big time piano intro. But I mean, it 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 grew on me. At first, I was like, you know, you're not here. The intro, that's great. But it grew on me. But if you watch that video, I don't know if you've ever noticed that video. There's a section in it, and listen to Hagar reading his book, and listen to Hagar talk through with some interviews. He was ticked off during that uh, video shoot. When they show him up there on the screen, he is he is a ticked off guy. He's pissed off. I mean, <laughs> he's sitting there with his arms crossed, looking around, and uh, yeah, that's that's legit. So I don't, I, I've always, after I heard that interview and read his book, I was like, I got to go back and watch that. But yeah, you can tell <laughs> he's kicked off. But number nine for me, it's right now. So let's go right into your number eight. Well, before I do that, I'll mention, I always associate right now with Crystal Pepsi. Crystal, oh my gosh, you really, yes. there's another thing you're dating. <laughs> You date yourself with again. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight. Uh, I got the first of my three love titles that I came up on the list from Van Halen. A lot of songs named we're loving it. Anyway, uh, didn't necessarily always enjoy the keyboards on it. There are really many keyboards that Eddie ever did, but 
exception, I have to give it to him here. And, you know, an incredible Eddie solo once again. Uh, the intro, by the way, using an Oberheim OBS. Why can't this be love? You talk about that intro. Uh, that intro is, is great. I mean, it sets up the whole thing. Uh, but one thing about this song, this is the first single off the 5150 album. So this is the first time most people heard Hagar singing as the lead singer of Van Halen. So that's a, uh, that's a great song. Uh, it was, I had it back and forth on my list. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, uh, I mean, what was that lyric? Only time will tell if we stand the test of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Great lyric there. I, lo- I always love that lyric. But uh, why can't this be love, man? That's 5150. I've got a lot of 5150 up here, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, my number eight is off Van Halen 2. And, like, when you discover a band back then, and I've talked about this earlier, you can't get on the phone and just pull up Apple Music or anything like that and start listening to the back. You had to eventually get the back catalog on cassette, CD, whatever. And I, that's what I did with Van Halen, because a lot of people, first they got the, the debut, which was incredible, and I, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But then getting Van Halen too, and hearing the, you know, the intro to that song kind of sounds like it's going to be a dance song, or Ross making all these noises, but then it kicks into a, just a kick-ass rock song, Dance the night away. Uh, mm. And I'm going to say this, and I've, I've had some discussions with people over the years about this. Michael Anthony, to me, is the unsung hero of Van Halen. He's the guy, his bass playing's great, but to me, the best thing about Michael Anthony is the harmonies. When he yeah. hits those harmonies, especially in the chorus of this, that's the first time I ever really noticed Anthony's harmonies so well i'd heard him but i was like man who was doing that harmony <laughs> but he makes dance night away in that chorus and, uh but you know he goes on i mean and, and to i don't want to throw shade at anybody but to get done the way he did by by van halen uh, i mean yeah. come on guys he, he's, a, lot of ego, a lot of egos in the room stevie a lot of egos in the room exactly. so. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't have a problem with you replacing him but when you took, for that short time, took his pictures off mm. your albums on the on the yeah. website, I'm like, how can you do that? This guy's been like one of the, I mean, he's one of the key parts to your band. But, you know, he goes on to be, I think things worked out for Michael Anthony. He, I think so, He's too. a happy guy. He, he worked with Chicken Foot. He worked with the, the Circle with Sammy Hagar. Um, so I, I think he's pretty good. Love Love Michael Anthony, but Dance the Night Away is number eight for me. All right. Well, you heard my seven. What's your number seven? My number seven. Like we said, we got some 5150 on here. And for me, you know, Dreams. Uh, Sammy Hagar's favorite song as a member of Van Halen. It's, I mean, two different videos to it. One of them was... You know, I, I didn't really care for the first one. Didn't understand why, you know, you've got the the Blue Angels flying around and that. You never see the band on there, which I thought was strange, but it, it's okay. But then later, in later years, you see them with 
uh, I think it's an impromptu concert that they call together. You see the crowd getting up there in a small club. and uh, But it peaks at number 22. And, you know, where Wolfgang said it was one of the best things his father ever wrote. And I'll go and agree with that. But, yeah, Dreams is my number seven. I'm thinking, you know, compositionally from Wolfgang's point of view, that's, that's actually uh, that's actually an interesting comment from him. Um, but yeah, my uh, number six then, as uh, we go to the solo that basically became the legend to me, you know, lightning fast runs, screaming pitch harmonics, not to mention those incredible dive bombs that he had throughout the solo and done in two takes, according to producer Ted Templeman. Uh, it's been over 44 years. It remains the yardstick to which nearly all guitar solos are measured. Talking about, of course, eruption. Eruption. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you, I've got that higher on my list, but uh, I've got it paired up with, because usually when you hear eruption, you really got me comes next. I've got eruption <laughs> with you, you really got me at number three. And okay. Uh, like like you said, one of the when you hear when you talk about Eddie Van Halen, usually the first thing people think if they've listened to a lot of of Eddie Van Halen, they think of eruption, and uh, you know that just put it out there that Eddie Van Halen was this incredible guitar player. I mean, that's <laughs> the way that started off. You don't get much better than that with eruption. So, my number six. Is also one of the. I think I'm. I think I've done pretty good here. I'm gonna tick off too many people on either side, but mm-hmm. for me, number six is Unchained from Fair Warning. All right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I haven't really noticed until later years that when you you listen to this and you hear Ted Templeman. Mm-hmm. In there, say, "Come on, Dave, give me a break." <laughs> and I never noticed that. I, I think I was listening to an interview with—I forgot who it was—but they they were talking about Ted Templeman's voices on there, and they talked about what when it was going, what he said. I said, "I never noticed it." And then I was like, "Look," hmm. I said, "I've got to go back and listen to it." And then, yeah, come on, Dave, give me a break. And he said, "Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, one break coming up," and then he goes right into it, man. But unchanged, yeah. And that was one of the older Van Halen videos as well. That was before, of course, before Pretty Woman. But I, I remember the first time seeing that video, and it just gives you a sense of how explosive and how gay crazy they were on stage, just like you saw in Panama. Uh, mm. Yeah, Unchained is my uh, number six. Well, I got a little higher. It is my number four song. Um you know, one of the freakiest and amazing guitar licks I've ever heard going with the classic trademark rhythm section. Great recorded take, as you said, <laughs> from uh, Templeman. So, yeah, a lot of fun in that song. So it's my number four. All right. What you got at uh, number five? So my number five, uh, we go back to that acronym for the Dirty Sex Word album. Uh, <laughs> it was released in 91 containing uh, this song. Uh, 96 beats a minute had some fantastic gang vocals uh, you know again I don't know if I mentioned it before maybe it was the previous take but uh, it's just something I've always loved and wanted more from Van Halen uh, as the band came along and released singles uh, 
You know, uh, Stevie, I used to use their cover song of the classic Roy Rogers tune, Happy Trails, for my sign-off song uh, heading into the news at a country radio station that I worked at, and, you know, instead of the actual Roy Rogers, which I also did from time to time. But, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just love that about it. So, number five for me, uh, Spanked. Spanked. Wow, we're going on a deep one there, too. So... Yeah, I, it's it's funny. We when I when I played sports in high school, and like I said earlier, I had the big old jam box. But everybody looked at me like the bus DJ because I had <laughs> I had one of those double decker cassette mm. tape holders that you know yeah. you flip flip it over. It looked like a it looked like you were carrying you were going to a hotel. You were going out of town or something. <laughs> yeah, but. I had I had Diver Down on there and, and Happy Trails we played on there, but we had a we had a guy who was like one of my best friends. His name was Billy, but you know, his his real name was William. And uh <laughs> every once in a while I would kick in Big Bad Bill with Sweet Big Bad Bill. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> he didn't like it too much at first, but he got a kick out of it later on. But yeah, uh it's funny you brought up the Happy Trails stuff. I, I love the Happy Trails version they do. But uh, so let's see. We're on. Number what do you five. got, number five? What do you got? Number five. And this is, this could have been higher for me. This is one of my favorite Van Halen songs. It's actually off Balance. Okay. And yeah. Balance is one of those albums I think doesn't get enough credit. Uh, the last album with with Hagar. Yeah, funny two- enough, I don't think I had any songs after that album. Yeah, and I had a one another one that would that could have been up here in the top ten, but I didn't make it. But it was different because when it came out, it was a lot heavier than what we had heard from Van Halen and Hagar, at least the, the Hagar version. Don't tell me what love can do. Okay. Uh, yeah. The intro to it, the way he starts off with it. And it's mm-hmm. just dark. I mean, it's not like Van Halen was. It was dark. Talking yeah. about, uh, I can drive, I can shoot a gun on the street, score me some heroin. I mean, and, and the video kind of fits that. But uh, the chorus is great. I just think it's heavy. and, and yeah, Alex, Very crunchy, isn't it? Just yeah, such a crunchy tune. Crunchy, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I just fell in love with that. And that got me... When I heard the when I well I saw the video, I said I've got to go out and buy balance. And then mm. Daryl can't stop loving you was a great song. You know there were some songs on that that probably kind of kind of iffy for me. It's like Van, a Van Halen song, but mm-hmm. you know I and and then if you listen, I don't know if you've heard it. If you heard during the COVID during the all the lockdowns when the Circle did a remake of. Don't tell me what love can do. Oh, I did not. Interesting. Uh, you need to you need to check I'll it check out. I'll check it out. They do a great job. And that is another song that you hear Michael Anthony's harmonies on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a great job. But don't tell me what love can do is my number five. Nice. All right. We'll go to your number four then, since uh, yep. mine yep. was already said as unchained. Number four. To me, probably the best Van Halen video of all of them. Mm. And the intro with Alex playing the, 
the drums. <laughs> it's so great. And we actually have a, I'm a big, I'm a football coach. I'm a big football fan. Uh, yeah. We have a high school football show around here that for years has started off with the intro to this song. And I'm talking Oof. about hot for teacher. Yeah. And my number four, the video with the, with the young kid version of Van Halen and uh, the teacher, of course, the teacher's not bad to look at either. So, um, you know, that, that helps a lot, but yeah, yeah high for teacher. And it's just that hard, great melody. And then, then, you know, you got that David Lee Roth humor in it when they do the breaks, you know, <laughs> I, don't, you know like, I don't feel tardy, you know, but right. stuff like that. You know, I love hot for teacher, hot for teacher. Uh, my second favorite song off 1984. We'll get to the, the favorite okay. in just a few minutes. But yeah, Hot for Teacher is my, my number four. Yeah, it was admittedly a hard one for me to keep off of my list too. But yeah, great pick. Great pick. I'm glad glad you picked it on there. Uh, so my number three. Um, so one of the other two songs with love in the title. Uh, this one is ranked 24th on Van or, or excuse me, VH1's 2008 list of the 25 greatest power ballads of all time, by the way, uh, the band's third biggest hit of all time. And uh, to me, Sammy just brings it home, uh, not only for this one, but for uh, my next song that I'll mention, we're calling When It's Love from the OU812 album at my number three. Yeah, I love When It's Love, uh, no pun intended, but yeah. Great song. Sammy does a great job with it. Wish the album cover was a little was a little different for me. <laughs> with the yeah. one too, but uh, hard not to like a, a ballad. You know, and Van Halen, every band back then was doing ballads. Every hard rock band was doing ballads. They had a formula. Mm-hmm. You'd have a up tempo song to start it off. You'd have a sort of heavy song, and then you'd go into a ballad. And when it's love was a great ballad and Hagar did a great job. Uh, number three for me, we've already talked about with eruption and you really got me, which was a kinks cover. Really the first time you really heard uh, Van Halen do like that, but yeah, you eruption and you really got me is my number three. So we will go right to your number two. All right. So coming in at my number two, um, Yet another one, and uh, this is my third and final love song title. Uh, Firmly believe how dark hearts can become enlightened by love. Would like to think that it's the main point of this uh, song. But Sammy says space aliens. (laughs) Yeah. So number number two, (laughs) number two, love walks in from the 5150 album. And you sit here and think about 5150. Yeah. And I mean, this, this, there's not, there's not really a bad song on the album. Uh, you got 5150 Summer Nights. Uh, probably the worst song on there is, is the end song, which is kind of like, I guess they're kind of like joking around on the inside. Right. Um, but, you know, 5150 from start to finish is, is a great album. You couldn't have asked for a better debut for Hagar there. Love walks in, like you said. Uh, don't understand where the alien come from, and that when they talk <laughs> about the, the alien lyric, I don't know where that lyric came from. I would love to hear his explanation for that right. song, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's still a great song. I love those ballads that Hagar put out back then. 
Uh, number two, love walks in for you. So number two for me, my favorite song of of 1984, uh, mm-hmm. party song. The video was crazy. Of course, you have David Lee Roth holding the the jam box, flying across the stage. They're all flying everywhere. One of the first times I think I saw Michael Anthony playing his famous Jack Daniels bass, uh, and <laughs> Panama. And it's, you know, just a hard rock song. And it gets away, it really gets away from, from the keyboards that were so prevalent in 1984. Because it's just a freaking guitar song with that. But, but Panama, David Lee Roth does a great job with it. Uh, people talk about, well, David Lee Roth, he doesn't have the best voice on Screw, he didn't have a, the best voice out there, but he it his voice fit those songs. Yeah. And you're not going to hear David Lee Roth sing uh, about Alien Love Walks <laughs> In. You're not going to hear David Lee Roth sing a ballad like When It's Love or, or Why Can't This Be Love. You, David Lee Roth is going to sing about party stuff. I mean, that's that's all it is to it. But Panama is my number two. So here we it, go. It, it's my number one. There it's my go. number one, Panama. Uh, I'll say it's the most amazing avalanche of a rock riff put to audio. You know, you got the Eddie Lamborghini roar, Dave becoming just that ultimate rock balladeer before bringing it back to that riff once again in the song. Just the flow of it is just amazing to me. Um, you got the you know pulling off guitar solo. Yeah, uh, I think it might have the most top twenty song uh, as it kind of went up and down on a whole bunch of them uh, from the 84 uh, album overall uh, drop dead legs house of pain. I'll oh, wait. Yeah. They got to be at least four of my 10 slots from 11 to 20. If I, if I went deeper. Yeah. I was, I was amazed. We were, we actually went out to eat with, with some friends of ours before, tonight. And one of the things I asked them on the way home, I was asking who, what's your favorite Van Halen song? And, you know, they said, I think why can't this be love was one. Um, I forget the other, but my daughter chimed in. And my daughter is like she's eight, she's about to turn 18, but she she's a retro music lover. I mean, she That's I was cool. I was surprised to hear her. She said, I, I don't I, don't applaud, I will applaud that. Thank you for instilling that. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was surprised when she 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 reels off. Well, I always like that good girl gone bad. Okay. And I was like, at first it didn't, it didn't hit me. What the, I was like, what is it? <laughs> where's that from? I was like, what? So, cause I was, in, I was just in shock. Cause I figured mm-hmm. it would be like something like something everybody knew, but she's like, no, it's off the 1984 album. I was like, you're <laughs> exactly right. You're exactly right. So hats off to my daughter for, for getting a deep cut as one of her favorite Van Halen songs. Yeah. So number one is Panama. I'm glad we were we were close on that. I felt I felt like I felt like we would kind of be. Yeah. Uh, But all right, my number one is from the debut album, and it's one of those iconic Van Halen songs. And we keep talking about a iconic intro, and this one's got an iconic intro with the. And then you hear it kick into just heavy. <laughs> I think it was used in 
uh, Adam Sandler's movie, Little Nicky, along with a lot of mm. other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Running with the Devil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite Van Halen song. It's just got that, like I said, that great intro. And then Eddie's, the solo on that. Yeah. Uh, man, he kicks, he kicks ass on that. Uh, but he, there's, and that could be a whole another episode, best Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. I mean, <laughs> no, that's a great. Yeah, that, that could pick. be a whole other episode. I, I also had a hard time leaving that out. <laughs> yeah, but Running with the Devil for me is is my number one, definitely. So, and I'm looking at my list, and I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about what I left out that I had on this list. Fifty one fifty, that was my honorable mention. I, an intruder, I talked about. I'll wait. Everybody wants some. Ain't talking about love. Uh, Jamie's crying. There and you go. Some of yours. Uh, why can't this be love when it's love? Love walks in. And then Humans Being was up there for me because I okay. always thought that was just a, mm-hmm. even though the, there was not many words in it, Sammy didn't get to sing much on, but except the chorus and a little bit of, it sounded like a rap to it, but. I loved Eddie's guitar playing in that, you know. Yeah. It was great. That and and the ending when they start going in that human's being. I <laughs> love that. Uh, but yeah, that was some of the ones that that were on, just a few of the ones that were on. I had a lot more, but just a few of what I had on my list that could have been in the top 10. I don't know if you had any more that you were considering. Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned just those few. Uh, didn't really write down, you know, many notes of stuff. Just kind of fleeting thoughts here and there. Uh, the one, that, of course, you know, that stands out to me most is the fact that we just—I I, at least for me, completely, completely obliterated uh, Gary Sharon album from uh, most of the list. I would say probably. Yeah, you know that album. I I, I took a. I made a challenge to myself last March that I was going to listen to at least 365 whole albums in a year. Yeah. So I made a list and I ranked each song off each album as I went. Hmm. And, you know, I ventured into Van Halen three because I hadn't listened to it since it came out. I had no reason to listen to it, but I was like, you know, I'm going to give it another chance. I'm older. Maybe I'll, Pick up something. Uh, no. <laughs> That's a pick up, right? You know, without you is is, is okay. I like without yeah. you. That, yeah. But after that, man, it was like songs are way too long, and uh, they're not. You said it's just got all this. Exactly. Exactly. It is you know, not. Stuff. It, it. You could put another band's name on this record, and somebody <laughs> would believe it. They wouldn't believe it was Van yeah, Halen. It's right. kind of like when Motley Crue's uh, album came out in '94 with Karabi. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you'd have put another band's name on that album, it would have sold. Everybody would have loved it. But it didn't sound like a Motley Crue album. No. And if Vince Neil was gone, but that's another story for another day too. But yeah, I mean, I tried. I really tried, but. Couldn't get into the whole Gary Sharon as great as he was at Extreme, as much as I liked him at Extreme, I, he just didn't dip with with Van Halen. And who is this? Who's the guy that was supposed to have did some some lead singer work with Van Halen, but never saw the light of day? Mitch, what Malloy? 
Never, never heard that. I guess you need to look forgotten. it up because there, there's, there's a lot of talk. I've just seen it in the last year that he had done some like audition for him and actually did mm-hmm. some songs with him, but uh-huh. I have never listened to it. But it, it sounds like it might be a credible thing. So let's recap the top ten. I'll, we'll give your list first. Number ten, stay frosty. Number nine, beautiful girls. Number eight. Why can't this be love? Number seven, jump. Number six, eruption. Number five, spanked. Number four, unchained. Number three, when it's love. Number two, love walks in. And number one, Panama. My number 10, jump is is at 10. Number nine is right now. Number eight, dance the night away. Number seven is dreams. Number six is unchained. Number five, don't tell me what love can do. Number four, hot for teacher. Number three, eruption with you really got me. Number two, Panama. And number one, running with the devil. So if we take a close look, and I'm going to figure this Panama. Yeah. It's the eruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, unchained. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Is and jump. It? And jump, okay. Jump. That's the only – so we – you know, we had kind of a diverse list between each other, and uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was tough. I, and I'm telling you, oh yeah, <laughs> I, made, I made this list out weeks ago. And okay. this morning, when I got up to uh, get ready for work, I had a little time, and I started looking over the list, and I was like, <laughs> and I had my stuff to the side. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna change this, change it, change. And some of them I changed and changed right back, but. There's so mm. many great Van Halen songs. Um, it, it's just hard to pick 10 from, but, you know, I think we did a good job with it. Yeah. yeah a lot of fun uh, ideas uh, you, you gave me there on the, on the list. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, we gave our top 10 favorite songs, not what we think is the top 10 greatest Van Halen songs of all time, but our top 10 favorite songs. Right. These are our list. If you guys agree, let us know. If you don't agree, show us your list. Show us what you yeah. think top 10. We actually had, like I said earlier on the live cast, we had a guy that was making, he was getting his list ready while he was making mac and cheese. I just heard <laughs> from him a while ago. So he's uh, he's in the middle of making his list. Share your list with us. Let us know what you think. If you don't agree, let us know. Let us know what you would have put up there. And uh, be sure to check us out. On the On The Fly YouTube channel, you can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchasers, Good Pods. If you like what you hear here, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, whatever you want to do. Just don't leave a bad review. Please don't do that. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I'll put it that way. But uh, Inve, thank you so much for taking time out to, to join us tonight and give a uh, you're Van Halen, and we're going to ha- definitely have Yeah, my pleasure. Let's on. do this again. Yes. Yeah, we'll get you back on for, for some more stuff or a topic, a certain topic we'll talk about. But uh, thank you so much for taking time out to, to uh, give your top ten list. Man, I had a blast. And I'm sorry about the technical difficulties earlier. But we got too. that all ironed out. We're, we're good to go now. All right, guys. That's going to do it for another episode on the fly. You guys have a great week and we'll see you next time.